0: This is the Defenders Podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and this time we're talking about What If, Episode 5. What if zombies... Grr. arg.
1: Heart rates elevated. Temperatures not going in the right
2: direction. Then we both know what you have to do. No. Not when we could be minutes away from a cure. Uh, Can we really take that risk? It's not risk.
1: It's hope. And anyone who's seen a zombie movie knows that that's the key to survival. Plus,
0: it's also your name, and that's gotta mean something. Oh, kid,
2: how do you do it? See all these movies? A.V. Club. No, no. How do you stay so... upbeat? After everything?
0: In practice, I guess. My mom, dad, Uncle Ben, Mr. Stark. Now happy. I've... I've lost a lot. But my Aunt May says, and he used to say, that if we don't keep smiling when they can't, then we might as well just be gone too. And, well, they'd want us to keep going. Welcome back fellow defenders. Yes, I'm speaking in guttural gurgs and args and that is a direct translation of what I'm saying, which is welcome back fellow defenders to TV podcast industries. We're talking about what if episode five, what if zombies? I'm one of your hosts, Chris.
3: I'm one of your other hosts, Derek. Uh, hello fellow Defenders, I am your third and final host, John. Yes, I, I just thought you were singing the most in tune ever that you've done I, before, <laughs> um, to be honest, Chris.
0: It is. I, I, I was singing Britney. Yeah, I um, thought it was a beautiful yeah. rendition. Yeah, it was whatever. hit me baby one more time, <laughs> hit me in the head.
4: Or bite me baby one more time. Oh, nice.
0: better, I better.
4: Like it. I like it. Um, Risqué. Right up front, we did get a piece of feedback from one of our wonderful Defenders who was uh, complimenting us on her our ability to get. Or not guess the titles of each of the episodes. I am so disappointed with the title of this episode. We knew there were Marvel zombies coming, and I was really hoping it was going to be something like "What if there was a, a zombie virus outbreak in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or something like that?" But "What if dot 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 zombies?" Little
0: yeah, a little bit it, more it,
4: imagination needed, guys.
0: It was a bit on the nose. It was just like. Uh that you know there was like 50 decisions and it was all up in the board and uh-huh. it came down to the wire and that was like uh, 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 what if zombies yeah go with that one, go with that
3: <laughs> even if it has an exclamation mark exclamation mark and then question mark as well because yeah. right. it would be like you know you could it's shouting. It's zombies. Yeah. The you well, know no, they're it on would their way.
2: Be,
0: zombies? <laughs> yeah, technically. <laughs> shouty question inflection.
4: Exactly. That's very Scooby Doo there, Chris. Uh, Thank you. One, one other mention for our uh, for our wonderful defenders just in case you missed it, missed it uh, last time um, our coverage of Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings will be coming uh, in October because none of us have seen the movie yet unfortunately uh, we're hoping to get to see it either in the cinema uh, as it goes out of the cinema or on digital when it comes to Disney Plus I think that's uh, due to arrive on disney plus on about the 19th of october i think uh, just in time for my birthday uh, which is great so it could be our birthday podcast uh, this year Shang-Chi. hint hint i believe uh, hint hint yes yes send me your shang chi goodies uh, for my birthday this year um but we are really looking forward to it, hearing great things about it. And I know the box office has been huge for it. Uh, one of the biggest uh, movies since the pandemic started, at the very least. And I know uh, this particular weekend, it's it's one of the biggest movies in about four or five years, I think, in the US yeah. uh, for this weekend. So fantastic for a brand new property from uh, from uh, Marvel. One that we love as well. So one that we've uh, we've all read some shang comics over the last uh, year, definitely, and uh, I certainly have read them over the last twenty years. Really excited to see what they do with them, uh, but no spoilers from us because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I can't
3: wait to see it. To be honest, uh, I'm getting impatient now. Mm-hmm. So we need to book cinema tickets.
4: Mm-hmm. Unfortunately,
0: Ireland is a bit uh, much like the US. It's up and down with the, the deltas and the mm-hmm. the the muse and the. The and not the Pokemon, the the, the variant. And not the, the Loki variant, the other variant. Uh-huh. Yeah, that yeah. Anyway, on to bigger and better and more fun things Brain eating Apocalypse Plagues. Yes, zombies. Let's talk about zombies. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fellow defenders, thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget You can pop on over to tvpodcastindustries.com where you can subscribe, hit that, like, share, review, all those jazzy things. But you can also send us feedback uh, there or feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or head on over to facebook.com slash groups slash industries where we have spoiler posts for each and every episode. Don't forget, you can also head on over to patreon.com where you can support us for a single grr or maybe an and. Continuously, (laughs) that would always fill our zombie hamsters running in the wheels, keeping the lights on, the podcast going, things like that.
3: And our zombie producer.
0: (laughs) Or you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash TVPI. Also, gur and Arg, where it's gur and Arg flavoured espresso to keep him going. Brains. These were not well thought. Yeah, through. that would not work very well. Ones,
4: I do feel like a zombie this week after a first week back at work after uh, after holidays. Do feel a little bit like a zombie recording tonight. So we will uh, we will attempt to give you a good piece of coverage on this episode of What If Episode Five. Yeah.
3: Well, and I, I guess instead of get me a coffee, it would be get me a forearm or a thigh <laughs> or, or, or something like that. There what
0: about a five arm? Hour... Mm.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes, I don't think they exist. Think
0: no, but. Speaking of things that do exist, Derek, do you want to tell us about this episode?
4: Sure. Uh, the episode, once again, executive producers of the series are Brian Andrews, AC Bradley and Brad Winterbaum um, with Kevin Feige, uh, executive producing the show. A head writer for the show is AC Bradley. But this week, head writing credits go to Matthew Chauncey, who uh, co-wrote episode three with AC Bradley. And the episode, once again, directed by Brian Andrews. John, do you want to give us the synopsis for Marvel Zombies or What If? Episode 5. Sure. One
3: bite can change a universe. Bruce Banner is sent to warn Earth's mightiest heroes that the Mad Titan is on his way, but when he arrives at Doctor Strange's Sanctum, the city of New York is empty. With no one to help, Bruce's fate looks sealed when Ebony Moore and Call Obsidian arrive on Earth to retrieve the other Infinity Stones. But out of the darkness... Iron Man, Doctor Strange and Wong arrive and dispatch the Black Order members. But as the dust settles, our heroes begin to feed on them, before turning their attention on Banner. The Avengers have become zombies. Luckily, Hope Van Dyne saves Bruce and Spider-Man whisks him away to their base of operations. Spidey introduces Bruce to the rest of the survivors, including Happy Hogan, Sharon Carter, the Winter Soldier, Akoya and Ant-Man's former criminal colleague, Kurt, and on board him to the zombie apocalypse. The team explains that the outbreak was caused when Hank Pym rescued his wife, Janet Van Dyne, from the microverse, who had become infected with the virus. The Avengers were brought in to help, but only accelerated its spread as they became infected with the virus. The world was quickly overrun. The team, though, find a ray of hope when they receive a message from a former S.H.I.E.L.D. outpost to inform them that someone has found a cure. They make the dangerous trip across New York, losing Sharon and Happy to the zombies and an injured Hope Van Dyne who sacrifices herself to get them to their destination. There they find Vision, who has survived the zombie outbreak, Vision reveals that the Mind Stone could be the key to the survival of the human race, revealing the cured head of wisecracking Scott Lang. But Vision's real motives become apparent when they find a mutilated T'Challa at the base and realise he's trying to keep Wanda Maximoff alive and captive by feeding her other superheroes. The powerful Scarlet Witch escapes, killing Kurt, Bucky and Akoya. Spidey, the head of Scott Lang, and T'Challa escape to Wakanda with the cure and Vision's Mindstone, just as the zombie Thanoser has arrived in New York to collect the final Infinity Stone.
4: For a little adventure this week, Marvel Zombies. What'd you think, Chris?
0: Yeah, loved it. Uh, it, it was a fun jaunt. Mm-hmm. It was not high stakes. It was still slightly sad, dark, mm-hmm. um, deafening parts. Had a lot of humor, had a lot of zombie references. I love me some zombie films. Yep. I also love me some Marvel. I love me some Marvel zombies. Mm-hmm. It combined a lot of them all in fun and also getting uh Peter Parker and the Cloak of Levitation uh and the Scott Lang mm-hmm. as a floating head. Like, you cannot get much better. <laughs> Loads of callback and Easter eggs to the comic books. Yeah. Um So I enjoyed it. It's not my. It's not my number one of so far, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely there. And I'll I'll say it now because I'll say it again later. Great to have Chadwick Boseman, who was another one of his, um, and it was his true Black Panther. If you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. it's the the Black Panther we've had previously. Um, So it was good to get that as well.
4: Son's a leg. Yes. Songs, Sounds songs like, one yes. leg, exactly. Uh, can I just say a huge, uh, congratulations to Mark Ruffalo? I think his performance in this episode is so good. It's a real, yeah. it's a really good performance that the voice performances have been, I don't know if, you know, a lot of these people aren't voice actors, but they're great actors. But I think Mark Ruffalo ha- does such a great job in this episode because he seems to be really enjoying himself so doing something that you would never see Bruce Banner do in the movies. His, his moments of, oh God, please don't kill me are great fun.
0: Yeah. And him talking to the Hulk throughout parts of it is like when he talks, come on, big man, come on, come on, come on, do it. Oh, now <laughs> you come in. I was just like, yeah.
4: Really good. That really good cool. stuff. Uh, will we kick off our top three, uh, for the episode, guys?
0: Yes. Let's kick it off. So our top point, our number one part, part, if you've been following us is what if we had seen this before? So like what, how, where, where have we seen the beginning points of this? Mm-hmm. Um, kicking it off pretty easy is essentially the infinity war and a man and the wasp those are the two main connecting tissue from the mcu
4: yeah, I feel like you kind of need to see Infinity War to understand why Hulk is flying through space on the, uh, yes. on the Rainbow Bridge to land into the Sanctum Sanctorum. The Bifrost, in the fact. Bifrost, That's yes. A- absolutely right. Not the bridge. Uh, I always get that. those two confused. But I also think it's really heavily leans on Ant-Man and the Wasp. You yeah. really need to know those characters because uh, everybody from those movies. Every all the, most of the big characters. Let's say Lewis is the only character that we really miss from those movies. But most of the big characters from those from those movies feature here quite heavily. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't understand why we didn't get Lewis though. I, even a, a, a silly cameo, because mm-hmm. that would have been. That would have elevated this slightly even further.
4: I wonder if it's because they're saving him for episode 9 what if Lewis narrated the entire history of Marvel. <laughs> yeah, which exactly. Everybody's been asking God. for for years, so <laughs> why wouldn't you do it? Half hour of, yeah. of Lewis giving his overview of the Marvel history.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I, Similar to the way you called out um, Mark Ruffalo, I do want to very quickly call out Paul Rudd. He, he just had a blast. He uh, was yeah. like full-on Ryan Reynolds in this, just like... I'm going to make as many silly dad jokes, uh-huh. well, zombie jokes as possible. And he just kind of ran with it. And again, he did deli- it. He- Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. He Absolutely. was a com- comedic actor before he became the MCU's Scott Lang. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has those chops. And I think he delivers. He's one of the only other ones who delivers. Like, I hate to say it. Paul Bethany is quite robotic in this.
4: Uh, that's on purpose, though, Chris.
0: <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> I, I, I thought he
4: sounded very like his vision uh, that we yeah. saw towards the end of the season. It, it did seem quite Paul Bettany. Really. Yeah, uh, it I did. he's been delivering that voice role for over ten years. So he, he I, I think he sounded quite similar to the way he always does. Um, but I think you're right. Yeah, Paul Rudd, great fun. And I think I know we'll get into the actual story of the episode in, in our next point. But I didn't expect to see him in the episode given that we no. had a very early moment that he gets killed off or gets eaten as zo- uh, by uh, by the returning hank pym um i didn't expect to see him in the episodes i thought it was just literally that one line that he delivered so when we did see him later uh, really good to see a lot of fun with paul rudd um the one other big thing i think we should call out is where in our where have we seen it before is where marvel zombies began um a lot of confusion because uh, a lot of people think uh, Robert Kirkman invented Marvel zombies or came on board to Marvel to do uh, Marvel zombies. But they actually began in Ultimate Fantastic Four, issue 23 to 25, I think, uh, written by Mark Miller, who uh, who had this really interesting idea of having an entire universe overrun by Marvel superheroes had, who had already been turned into zombies and then bringing Reed Richards from the ultimate universe over into that universe and then trying to get him back from there without being eaten, effectively. So uh, I thought that was great fun. It was it was one of those ones where you were looking forward to yeah. every issue because they would put multiple characters, like a, pretty much every single character I could think of, appears as a zombie in those three or four issues. Yeah, uh, and it's re- it's a really different take on zombies, which we'll talk about in the in the main part of this episode and some of our feedback as well. And one of the most interesting differences between the Marvel zombies characters that were created by Mark Miller and taken on by Robert Kirkman and other writers, one of the most interesting changes to them from other zombies that you'd see in other universes and in the cartoon here that we'll talk about in this episode. One of the big differences is they retain their superhero powers and they talk to each other. They retain their knowledge of what they've done. As they get more and more hungry, they get more and more stupid and more and more dumbed down and, and get an overriding sense that they need to eat. But once they've eaten, they return to pretty much the normal cells, and then get more and more hungry. So a big difference to what you'd see in The Walking Dead for the zombies or any, any other zombie properties. These zombies in Marvel Comics are ones that know what they're doing and, and, and know how to use their powers. So we'll, we will talk about how it differentiates itself in the What If episode. But it's a really interesting uh, idea in the comics, I think.
0: Yeah. In, yeah. in the comics, they, they call it the, the, the Great Hunger. That is the name of the virus, the hunger. Uh, like, there's a fantastic, fantastic scene in one of the originals. I think it was in the Miller, but it could be wrong. probably in the Kirkman, where the Hulk eats so much that he then sedates himself and makes himself so happy that he returns back to Bruce Banner levels. Yep. And because his whole body shrinks... The food inside him didn't shrink, and his whole gastrointestinal—he basically just blows himself up in half because his in stomach just explodes because there's still so many people in there, and he shrinks back down. very gruesome, very cool. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about the comic books; we are talking about this "what if." Mm-hmm. And I let's quickly just discuss the 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 this the, 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 where these small changes happened, and as our second point, what if there was just a single small change? What if? What is the premise of this episode? Mm -hmm. And I want to, I want to get in because I have one bone to pick, which is the source of the virus. Mm -hmm. So, Jennifer Dine contracts a virus in the Microverse and infects Hank Pym, and they bring it back. And Scott Lang, he gets infected, and then Scott Lang infects the Avengers, and that's the downfall of the the world. They could have done something better here. This is my only thing. It was just like, yeah, we look. So it's in the microverse. Why did she picked up a she picked up a cold in the microverse and that turned her into that? I'm like, uh, like that. that okay, I I get it. It it's, it's all right. It just wasn't the most like you could have with the multiverse. You literally could have had very similar to like. Okay, can't have you just you could have a an Iron Man contacts a different a multiversal iron man and they're zombies yeah anyway what did you think
3: um i i didn't have a problem uh with uh janet van dyne contracting it in the microverse i think because this, this is taking the basis of the mcu basically so i guess the strangest elements of what we had in that would be associated with either the microverse one of the dimensions of dr Strange or realm of thought ultimately mm-hmm. in terms of otherworldliness or off planet with guardians of the galaxies so i I guess they're the four sen- scenarios rather than going to a zombie universe as part of the multiverse because i I guess that's what
0: is this th- is, actually, th- this, is yeah. this is
3: kind of leading to rather than being uh to just show how different universes can change or the same universe can change over and over again mm. um. So I, I really, that was fine. Um, and I guess there were zombie troglodytes around uh, that bitter, given <laughs> that we saw them in, in um, Ant-Man and and the Wasp. I think the thing for me was, you know, Hank Pym has got a lot to answer for, given what he <laughs> was doing to the Avengers in, in Episode 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's a clever guy. If I saw anyone standing like that that i would immediately go either they're drunk or a zombie you know the knees slightly in the feet sort of slightly apart sort of slightly hunched with the the dangly legs as i say probably a bit like peter parker i've seen too many horror movies Mm -hmm. um and so seeing that silhouette i was like yeah don't go there hank please don't go there
0: (laughs) yeah but also beyond that He's he he was wearing a protective suit. Mm-hmm. How did they get through the? Like, you just just a note for any future adventures. If you're going to be going to a, a different universe, maybe wear a bit more protective spacesuit. Just just maybe. That's all I'm saying. Well, the,
3: the thing I didn't get on that was because, irrespective of of the suit. She had a helmet on, so I don't know how she, <laughs> she bit him. Ch-
0: she jumped through, then yeah. she like, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I, I wasn't entirely. I, yeah, I know it flicks up and that, but I, you know, technically, I guess she is a zombie. Yes. Um. So, I yeah, I, I I don't know. I was wondering how she was able because it was just like a jump and a a bite, and he had his helmet and suit on. So I mean, I felt like there was possibly some um kind of protection there but look it doesn't matter because it was a fun episode sorry i, I rationalize it too much but um I, I think for me uh one of the best things though i loved all the way through this and i'm so glad that they used ant-man the ant-man movies as that reference point in this was seeing the um the shrinking and um growing that they use in this because i thought that Uh, when Hope Van Dyne escapes from her by shrinking and backing away once she's returned to the universe. Um, And then, you know, effectively that's how she gets Scott Lang. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was a real neat little move. And then the Hank Pym biting Cap, you know, he's there, all strong, shields. you know, nothing can stop me, we'll sort this out. And mini Hank Hank Pym just sort of, you know, taking a little snack out of his neck uh, as he shrunk down. I thought that was... That was really, really clever I mean, of the, the writers. Mosquito bites, yeah. Um, it really doing, is. yeah, like a mosquito bite. Doing all that this with, um, with, with the the um, the formula with, of the the pin particles. I thought was just really yeah. a neat way uh, of doing it, and that kind of followed through all of this, even with hope uh, helping everyone um you know to get hope to being the, the hope yeah to get to the shield or even just going small in order to then uh, and i did love this uh explode out of uh sharon uh alien-esque i thought that was really cool
4: i've got sharon all over the <laughs> yeah exactly and, um, <laughs> the fantastic line from mccoy going well the kid has hand sanitizer <laughs> 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 really really good stuff um you guys had a problem with Hank getting bitten, or how did, um, how did, uh, Janet Van Dyne get bitten? You know, they all have protective suits on. I, I don't care about any of those. There's a possibility you could have broken, broken through yeah. those. Iron Man got bitten. He is inside <laughs> a full metal armored suit and he still got the zombie <laughs> yeah, that virus. That was the other I one. I have no idea how that happened. You see him getting overwhelmed by a lot of people, but most likely he would die of starvation uh from lying underneath the corpses of thousands <laughs> of zombies before he got bitten. He's probably smart enough not to open up the helmet, right?
3: Exactly. And I'm thinking Both. of his AI as well, not Jarvis Friday. the uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm Friday, John, remember? Exactly. And surely she kind of went, ah, come on now, um, and just put the poisonous gas into the suit or something. <laughs> or, you know, the sort of did the slice and dice uh within the suit because Obviously, she can't be affected, yeah. but she's not going to help him uh, if he's. So, I, I mean, there were there were a few of those things, but
2: ultimately,
4: these zombies do keep their abilities and keep their knowledge. So, it's entirely possible that he could have just turned off Friday. That's that you know he still has the ability to do that. But it does. You have to have it. You have to have Tony Stark turning into a zombie. It's really oh, important to have all the Avengers because that the scene that it kind of leads to is the introduction of Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner back on Earth, going into uh, Sorcerer Supreme's place, calling out exactly like he did in the movie, and then going, hang on a second, uh, nobody's around. But I love how it played out. I love that he still goes outside and has the interaction with Cull Obsidian, Ebony Maw. He's still calling for Hulk to come out and help him out. Hulk still doesn't come out and help out. But then we get the appearance of Doctor Strange Wong and uh, Tony Stark coming through one of the portals of Doctor Strange. So uh, brilliantly put together, this this sequence everything in shadow um feeling that bruce banner thinks he's being saved by his friends the the avengers and then realizing hang on a second uh they <laughs> seem to be taking a bit of a bite out yeah of the, and he, he, arm, as it just kind of twitches with uh
3: with, well uh, the exactly attack. he goes isn't that a bit of overkill um which I <laughs> yeah. thought was a nice little line as well um and i i love. That um, I love that Wong has his head chopped off. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, the dark stuffy. I, I really enjoy. Love the horror stuff because I love how it references Call Obsidian and um, having his his arm taken off mm-hmm. through the the um, sling ring, uh, and that was that was a really nice. And again, having the cloak back uh, where he's tugging on, you know, uh, Wong and Doctor Strange to stop them from uh, getting to. Bruce Banner was was really
4: good at him, the, enjoying the cloak. Teeth as he's trying to get yeah. out of great use of the cloak this week after last week. Uh, having the cloak being completely destroyed in that battle with uh, with Doctor Strange. Uh, nice to see him as a bit of a hero. Uh, yeah, like this episode that's quite cool. No, hundred percent.
0: And then we get Peter Parker.
4: We get the Spider Man. Yes, we and do. And we yeah. get
0: a direct reference to the Marvel Zombie comic book cover where Spider-Man is swinging with a, a body under his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very fun. Um, I really enjoyed the Peter Parker guide to the apocalypse. Yeah. It was very homecoming slash very zombie, um, zombie land.
3: Yeah, definitely. It was I thought, yeah,
0: it was that kind of like five rules to survive the zombie apocalypse. And it was just that zombie land. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a bit the homecoming aspect, kind of the video log. Enjoyed how they introduce all the characters. Absolutely loved David Dismultian. Um Just, he blows it away every time he's in and he's one of my he personally one of my favourite characters in any of the Ant-Man films right Um also like you've seen him in Suicide Squad and as you some of our earlier listeners wouldn't remember from back from the Gotham TV podcast days yes he was in Gotham yeah he was he
4: was, he was in the Dark, Knight. He was in the Dark Knight. he's he's been everywhere he yeah. does such a great job but he seems like such a lovely guy as well um, it was fun to see him in here it's interesting as he's probably the least recognisable of the uh, of the characters um just because he's a guy wearing overalls yeah. of black hair. When he starts to speak, you go, oh, I do know who that is. Yeah. And then eventually yeah. it's, oh, it's Kurt. That's his name. Okay. I got it. I got it. know who this guy is. I love this team, the team that are left with Spidey and, and Hope Van Dyne, the Winter Soldier and Sharon. You can see how they might be able to get out of any situation. So I can see why they're there. Kurt seems like, hang on a second. How did you get here? Um, maybe he, maybe, uh, Hope went and rescued him and couldn't rescue any of I mean, the rest of the team, you know. Uh, I like that. And then, of course, Happy Hogan. Um, yes. Great character to have in there. Uh, I love that Peter's still able to manipulate Happy Hogan yeah. uh, the whole time. And, of course, Okoye coming over to try and find her, the leader, Black Panther T'Challa. I think that's a, another great person to have in there. But I love how serious she is, how much of an omission Okoye is. And everybody else is kind of just trying to stay alive, it feels like. Yeah. Of course, still on her mission and still oh,
3: have, have fun! I mean, I love that Happy has got you know the Iron Man hands uh, and is doing his blam 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 oh, uh, and I have yeah. to say, thought <laughs> uh was Sharon where she's like turns his hand away as he's about to bite her and, and fire off one of the um one of the blams into her face, I guess uh, just turns it around and goes blam. I was like, oh my goodness. Because obviously they're they're making their way to the S.H.I.E.L.D. outpost and they have to go through, um, as you always should, a good railway station. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually...
4: Grand Central.
3: yeah Grand Central, but speaking of that, I loved how they suspended the the metro oh, carriages yes. above the skyscrapers. I thought that was a real neat little headquarters that they had sort of rigged up or Spidey had rigged up. I thought that was pretty neat um for sure.
0: before we move to Grand Central, the the ant stripping of um basically the zombies down to their bones. yeah, how cool was that that was awesome i had was like wait do the zombies then do the ants become zombies because they've eaten zombie flesh (laughs) i had a question around that in my head but of course i let it go doesn't matter but because comic books but anyway um i just thought that was so good and then but as we went further i was like why are we walking why not just jump on the the ants and also, yeah. Like, why not just use the ants too completely?
3: I know. I was thinking that. Give the ants the job to
4: get yeah. rid of the zombies. Yeah. It was uh, just
0: like, come on. No, anyway. Yeah.
4: If you're going to use that up front, um, you got to have a reason why it's not used again. Uh, definitely. yes,
0: exactly. And it yeah. didn't. It wasn't. It was just like, it looked so cool.
4: Like, it would have been great if, if, um, hope had used that and then found they did turn it to zombies okay can't use that ability yeah again. exactly Just something something there would have, would have been yeah. really good uh, but yes the battle in in grand central as i try and get the train to jersey which i'm reliably informed there is no train to jersey uh, from the city center but we're <laughs> in the what if universe so that doesn't matter uh, what right? if there was What there, there the, the train service
3: train? To, jersey. <laughs> to jersey
0: well there doesn't have to be there has to be <laughs> is there a line is there at least a line Maybe not a train service, but maybe there's a line. You
3: can draw a line, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. There, as the
4: crow flies, but it, um, it doesn't matter. But I, I do love the fight. I do. Uh, it, it's sad that we lose Happy here, but as I say, he goes down in a great joke of uh, the zombie version <laughs> of himself is still going. Blam. <laughs> well,
3: I think Falcon does as well. I mean, firstly, I was not expecting Falcon to be sliced and diced by Akoya, uh-huh. um, like he was. But even just then, with Bucky's uh, reaction, with I should be more upset than I am, but effectively because his friend is a zombie trying to eat him and turn him and and kill him. So And you get the same one with Steve as well in in the carriage. So I really kind of liked um, Bucky's vibe here uh, as well, just with
4: basically two of his best friends, Um, you know. And and interesting, you take Bucky's line as that. Bucky's line is, <laughs> "I should be sad, but I'm not at the death of Falcon." Yeah. Remember, Falcon and Winter Soldier hasn't happened yet. That, that is true. Post ending, okay. So I think Bucky's going. I should be sad about his death because he is another hero. But I don't really care for this. Guy, Agreed, basically. But with the fact that, with that
3: knowledge of the show and what's happened mm-hmm. i was i had that context with me so i was kind of like going ah okay um you know it it kind of resonated a bit beyond this yeah. uh for me and and then also with um the <laughs> steve rogers look right. kind of like a ham being sliced on one of those uh sort of rings with the with the the shield um again I guess this is the end of the line and his intended <laughs> pun. Again, I really chuckled at, at some of this really uh, great slash bad
4: humor. You know, genuinely that was probably my biggest laugh out loud moment <laughs> <laughs> with the, I guess this is the end of the line. Cause it's, it's so harsh from Bucky to say that to Steve, you know, That has been, the the two of them have been friends since the 40s, effectively. But for Bucky to kill him and go, I guess that's the end of the line, to use a one-liner, I thought was really harsh on his best (laughs) friends.
0: But isn't that the callback to the first Avenger?
4: It's a callback, yeah. It's
0: yeah, because he says, "Unless you went, he, I'll be with you until the end of the line."
4: Exactly, but to use yeah. it as a one-liner, like in a like in an action movie, I guess it's the end of the line for you, Steve. And <laughs> it seems really harsh <laughs> for Bucky. That's all. Right, like
0: it would have been worse if he goes, "Well, I guess the end of the line is half is shut half or something." Putting in a halfway point, right? Like, oh, yeah, the end of the line is now the halfway point.
4: Like you. That yeah, so, that that, that
0: that's worse. Mm-hmm. See so, you can make it worse. Just MCU writers, if you have any questions on how to really make your writing worse, come to us. There you I go. will <laughs> I will I will make it so bad.
4: Yep. Yeah, S- send your request to feedback at Tv it <laughs> They will be forwarded to Chris. <laughs> yeah. Um but the whole purpose of this trip is going to meet up with um Vision effectively that they they don't know that on the way until they get there and then they realize um, well, of course, Vision wouldn't have been taken down by the zombie because he's a synthetic creature. There's an entire run of uh, of the Marvel Zombies comic books, which is based around all the synthetics getting together after everybody yeah. else has been destroyed, which I think is interesting. Uh, in a couple of the other universes, they're just torn apart by the zombies, effectively, yeah. uh, because they're all still really strong. Uh, but in one of the universes, they all get together because they're kind of going, well, nobody's going to eat us. So we might as well work out how to deal with this problem. So I thought that's where they were going here. Interesting. They they kind of take it from WandaVision, Effectively, this is um, Vision's version of what happens when he's trying to keep Wanda alive because he can't live without her. Effectively, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Again, another couple that really should never
3: have met. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> well, not for the rest um, of the world. Because, so no, I'm yeah, sure. for, for the rest of the, the 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 universe. Somewhere in this multiverse, where they never meet, and I guess that the, the Pims are more happy-to-drink PIMS rather than <laughs> uh, sort of do science, uh-huh. well, then that probably would be quite a nice universe. Because so far, I mean, killing the Avengers, uh bringing back a zombie virus, and then effectively unleashing, you know, the agent of chaos as a zombie on the world, um, whilst also sort of hacking off chunks of T'Challa oh, uh, yeah. for her as well, then, uh, like, yeah. I, I um, They're all bad news for for the um, different universes yeah. in Marvel.
4: <laughs> I do love that T'Challa does keep his sense of humour about it, though. I know. Good yeah, on even him. though he's lost an entire leg, he's effectively saying they took him for takeout. Um,
3: no. A, it was like nothing had happened. Yeah,
4: <laughs> so I love that
0: this is straight from the comic books. This is this... So in the comic books, Hank Pym keeps um, T'Challa alive and keeps cutting strips off off his leg initially Uh um, to keep his sanity and his intelligence to try and find a cure. And he's just slowly doing it. And it's basically he's trying to find the cure because Janet is uh, the Scarlet Witch in this case. Um, She's the zombie and he he has her um, in a place. He does cure her. She then becomes the floating head in a jar that's in the... So they are pulling from the Kirkman and the Miller run, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy with it because we get, then, a floating head in the jar, people. Mm-hmm. Floating head in a... Come on. Oh, I
3: love This that. was, like,
0: Futurama-level It level was fantastic.
3: absolutely loved it. Yeah, the Futurama references, the comic references, the fact that the cloak is there doing Exactly, it. that was the um, bit. I was like,
0: he So becomes... good. He becomes, like, literally, he even made the Harry Potter reference as they run away. He goes, <laughs> <Yeah>. Leviosa, away!
3: <laughs> I know. I like, so good. Uh, and even, actually, because we we didn't mention it, but Spider-Man with the cloak on as oh. well in the tunnel. That was very, very cool.
4: Yes. It is very, very Very cool. short, but very cool. But once again, see how much speculation has come out uh, for <laughs> that all is the Marvel true. stuff. There's a toy with Spider-Man uh, wearing that cape um yep. called Spider-Man a Zombie Hunter. Uh not really. <laughs> I don't I don't know whether you could class that as as a character in this episode. He's only there for a couple of seconds effectively. I don't really know why the cl- cloak is attaching itself to these non-magical beings because that's supposed to be what the cloak does, right? That's the the whole well, that- introduction of the cloak is that it is an artifact that will find its sorcerer and become attached to it. Whereas in this entire episode, um, it's attaching it to itself to superheroes. But again, what if there was a universe where the cloak attached itself to (laughs) superheroes and not just sorcerers, of course. Well,
3: exactly. And whether there's any sorcerers left Mm -hmm. to attach to.
0: So I am curious. I think there is an element of the reason that we're getting a lot of these is that we will return to some of these universes. Or these characters will return. Mm -hmm. Captain Carter, zombie hunter, uh, Peter Parker or Spider Man. Um, all of the, I, I get the feet like. Okay, yes, Disney is a toy company, and I was they-
4: gonna say that yeah. <laughs> it's either that or They're- Disney likes money, and they know that yeah. you have got to sell. So.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie. After seeing the episode, and then now Marvel have started putting out the day after on the Thursday, they are then putting out a tweet on across their... their posts on all their different social channels with a link to their Amazon they what updated what if
2: yeah, material. Based I can on that week. Yeah.
0: So there is now like a D'Challa Star Lord action figure. There, I was like, yeah, I kind of, I really do like the look of that. <laughs> I kind of want all those things. Yes.
4: You guys mentioned the head in the jar. The head in the jar is Scott Lang uh, filled yes. with dad jokes. Uh, how did you think this worked for the episode? I loved it. Yeah. I this oh, yeah. was
0: the Deadpool head for me. Okay. From the Marvel universe. Sorry, the Marvel zombie universe, you get a Deadpool head, where it's just a Deadpool head walking around, or floating around, or being carried okay. around, yeah. making bad jokes. This was it for me, and I'm like, I am in for Scott Lang, because... He can't do anything, so he can just make dead jokes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I did. I, I, I just loved, like you were saying before about Scott Lang, really, really good uh, in this. Is Paul Rudd? Um, I just thought it worked so well mm-hmm. um because it just it felt so right, and it looked so iconic as well. I mean, if they did a Funko Pop like that. I'd I'd be honest um you know and I guess the head in the jar they, they might know. do um and you know I love future armor so that head in the jar you know was been it was just really great referencing all the way through the Harry Potter stuff so right. I, this was this was really I loved all of this um for sure um, I e even like as they're taking off in the the quinjet Um, and you've got hope van dyne you know massive i was thinking she should have shrunk herself before she actually turned uh, because i was expecting big hope to to come back um, and and sort of cause trouble but i love that she flung a zombie at the quinjet as as well you know she tries (laughs) to grab it They escaped, so like the last, the last kind of gasp Mm. effort was to to throw a zombie at it, um, and that didn't work as well. So I thought
4: that was really good. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a really good fun moment at the end. One thing probably to talk about before we uh, close off this major point is probably the plan of vision. So he's uh, let me make sure I've got this right because I watched it twice and I wanted to make sure exactly what was happening. He knows that Wanda has a massive power so he's locked her up but he's feeding her to keep her alive right um he's trying to pr- protect the world from her powers that's why he's locked her up but he can't let her die so he's feeding her uh, in order to in order that she doesn't die but she doesn't uh, turn on the world yeah no what do you think happened chris
0: so they was it he 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 figured out how to cure he made the cure Scotland because she is so powerful the cure does not work on her so he was trying to continue he was just keeping her basically there, so that until the point he figured out how to cure her, and like until he kind of figured out how to tweak the cure ongoing and make it even better that's the way I took it.
3: It could be both actually no i I would say it could potentially be both. I think there were yeah I, I think there are a few elements in in this episode that maybe are not crystal clear um for sure um
0: virus turns people into zombies no that is but (laughs) i mean i
3: I just i I guess it's to do more with our final point around thanos and but certainly um you know i i I could take that either way right
4: to be honest but i i I assume together i think he's he's keeping her alive making sure she's locked away so she can't use her powers and if he eventually comes across a cure for her He'll use the cure for her, but he did try the cure on her and it didn't work. And um, it's just interesting because when they pose to him, why didn't you kill her? He goes, "Because I can't," and then kind of turns over to their side almost immediately. Yeah? Yes, yeah. and it kind of allows them to go and kill her. Uh, really odd one that Bucky effectively just smashed the glass. The glass and she gets out. So he shot the glass effectively. So that's why she gets out. And then. Almost as punishment, he takes her on with a handgun. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe. And Bucky's like, ah, sure, I'll try it. Hey, sure. I might as well try a couple of shots. And, a, and, a, and he gets and tossed aside. I am quite surprised he lasted as long as he did. He lasted a good old 30 seconds or 40 seconds before I he was I don't know thrown. if he
0: died, though. Hmm. He he just became he he's air meat essentially. Yeah. I think he might have <laughs> thrown
4: to the zombies there. To be honest,
0: potentially. But again, if he lands on his, we've seen him land off weirder things. He fell and survived off a moving train mm-hmm. down a. Crowd. That is true. So maybe he fell onto a pile of zombies that cushioned his fall, and he just rolls with it anyway. We don't know. Um, I want to bring it into one poignant. Quote, mm-hmm. and it, it was the bit that made me. This whole episode was just fun. Yeah, there's one quote from Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> Most people will get it, and I think, but it, it okay resonates more now based on the tragic circumstances of just him in general. But it's in my culture, death is not the end. They are still with us as long as we do not forget them. Mm. Yeah, so prophetic and just just like again even if we say our culture is comic books and nerd and whatever he will never die he
2: mm-hmm. will
0: forever now live on in these what ifs in these films in our hearts our souls and our memory yeah but like oh really,
3: just yeah
4: really powerful really, yeah really it was really
3: poignant, poignant wasn't it really um, yeah. and it, it, it takes on um, you know, just such a different meaning. Um, so yeah,
4: it, it was really, um, it was, it was nicely done. It's a really good yeah. moment, a really powerful moment, and I do think Peter's moment is quite powerful in the episode as well, where he talks about uh, where Hope is asking him why he's so upbeat all the time, and he's saying yeah. about losing oh, everybody around him and yeah. taking on the philosophy of Aunt May. Um, I think that's really poignant. One of the really interesting ones in the in the Marvel Zombies comics is. When Peter is a zombie, he's basically telling them that he's already eaten at May and, and Mary Jane, you know. So and he feels, and he feels and suffers the pain because those are the two people he yeah. loved and he ate them. Yeah. Um, so so there's a little bit of that. Whereas here we do have a much more positive Peter, much more Tom Holland like Peter, um, yeah. in here, even though not voiced by Tom Holland, but at least we have a little more of the MCU version of of uh, Spidey in here. Yeah. yeah,
0: is that because of the Sony contract, or do we think that's because he was off filming? Um, no way home.
4: I don't. I don't know whether it's either of those things at all, Chris. Because this is this is uh, given year. that Chadwick Boseman was recording for this episode. Oh That's, God, that's yeah. possibly two to three years ago that this was that these recording sessions have happened over the course of two to three years potentially. Um, I I just don't think every single actor was able to come back for whatever reason. Uh, Tom yeah. Holland filmed a lot of stuff, so it may not necessarily be uh spider-man or it may not necessarily be the contract with sony he's doing a lot of work yeah uh, if you've seen all the movies that he's got upcoming and the ones that released during the pandemic uh, i don't know whether you could get him into the studio to do something like this for marvel it's true, it's true. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah very true
4: but i think i think the actor did a really good job hudson uh thames yeah. is his name um he had oh, yeah, great. No, absolutely
3: I, I thought it was really good and um, it yeah. sounded peter parkery i guess uh, in the exactly. same way that tom holland does and yeah. um you know, Andrew Garfield did yep. um, so, like nice and Peter Parkery, uh, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah,
0: that 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 sounds like a disease in itself. It does. Oh it
3: no, contracted He's... that in Queens, um, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but the great thing then, really, here is that they do manage to escape um, and heading off to Wakanda, where mm-hmm. uh, they still have their force field, and so it's literally one of the few places left. Um, that is has survived this uh, zombie apocalypse. Mm. Uh, there's a nice moment as well with Bruce stepping up to the mark as they escape on the Quinjet um, and turning back into the Hulk. Oh. And it was that briefest of moment where I was like, "Oh no, he's going to get eaten!" But of mm. course, I then it was like, you "No, know, the Hulk's skin is impenetrable," uh, and even just the Hulk t- turning Banner's arm forearm green as they they yeah, try to take a bite. So the, there's. You know, a real big fight there between Wanda and Hulk that we only really get to glimpse and we have no idea yeah. uh, of the outcome. So um that was that was a nice little touch. But I guess, yes, Um we there's that move then to um, Wakanda and with point three about, you know, what if the universe was changed uh, forever. Yeah. What uh, would be so different
4: about this universe? Well, the entire of dead. the planet is dead, <laughs> effectively. Yeah. I thought that was quite interesting. Koya saying that that uh, effectively within two weeks, isn't it? Two or three weeks, the whole planet except yeah. for Wakanda because of this, um the force field uh, effectively that it hasn't been affected. So um, that was quite interesting. How quickly it moved across the whole planet. But we kind of know that now um, from a certain pandemic that we will not name again uh, that these <laughs> things can spread uh, spread quite quickly yeah and of course as we've we've said you know
3: we we've watched so many zombie movies where we've gone why is that person walking towards the zombie or mm-hmm. doing something incredibly uh sort of i guess strange or you could say illogical or really stupid in in the context and mm-hmm. we realise that actually that will happen uh we do know <laughs> that that will now happen we have had living oh, proof. If you if you're told not to put your hand in the fire, then I guess um some people some, some people some people will. Yeah. Well, two two it, and every two and every time, Or so. your yeah. hand into the shark tank or whatever it might be.
4: Exactly. Um, but the other big change for this universe is that the whole purpose at the beginning of the episode, Banner was coming back to Earth to warn the heroes that Thanos was on his yeah. way. They were able to uh put a challenge of some sort at least and stop them from getting the uh the infinity stones. In this universe, uh well Thanos is still able to get to the get to earth. He's still able to get the he has two more infinity stones to collect when he's coming to earth. One is uh, the time stone, which is inside um, of the eye of Agmato, which Doctor Strange must have had. Um, so I guess he just walked up to that pile of dust pile of and dust picked and it off. Yeah, picked it off. The easiest infinity stone to collect, I guess,
3: right? Yeah, almost like Doctor Strange just giving it
4: to him. Like in the movies. Like in the movies, yeah. um, <laughs> I guess. But um, unfortunately, he must have had his back turned while doing it, because uh, he did get um, infected with the zombie virus. Yeah, he,
3: someone gave him a little nibble, uh, that is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but who? We don't know. But we do see at the end that Thanos, uh, as you say, there with all the Infinity Stones apart from the Mind Stone. Yep. Um, just going back to about some of the things weren't necessarily as clear. I this the moment where you see Thanos and he kind of clutches his fist and mm-hmm. and you you see the, the 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 stones that he's got sort of igniting. I thought this was in New York, and then when we watched it the second time, I said I don't really recognise the buildings behind it, mm-hmm. and I know that there's been talk that he was there in Wakanda, but you'd seen the force field with the zombies, I guess on the outside, or at the least system, that's yeah. what I took it. Yeah. And of course they could have been on the inside, uh, yeah, but, but just the curve, the curve on the No, exactly. 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 That that's why it, yeah. uh, it would, you know, for me, it was, they were on the outside. Wakanda yeah. was still protected, but certainly, um, yeah, it, it was just that last glimpse of Thanos. Um, it, it it felt a little bit unclear, but I think I've taken it to mean that he was, you know, he was there in New York, having just gotten the time stone, to be honest.
0: Yeah. yeah
4: I think, I, I think it's supposed to herald his arrival on earth. It doesn't really matter because pretty soon afterwards, he knows where he needs to go, which is find the mind stone. He'll know, he'll know where that is. He'll be following the team who are on their way to Wakanda. So there is about to be a battle in Wakanda under quite different circumstances. What I wonder though, uh, is now you have a massively powerful being who's a zombie, but he does have the ability to do basically whatever he wants because he has so many stones. Does he turn back time and not become a zombie? Or does he, uh, instead of having the population of the universe... Um, to save resources, does he double the population of the universe to create more food for zombies? Oh, reason? yeah, orders, <laughs> orders off me- off the menu, yeah, basically. Exactly. I, yeah, yeah. Well, I fancy some Kree today, so I'm going to double the population of their planet so we have food to last us, Uh, you know, maybe. Well, double the population across
3: the universe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he'd be dining out for a, a long time, I guess.
0: I absolutely love this. <laughs> yeah. I want to see Marvel's... Marvel What If... Zombies 2 mm-hmm. where it is essentially the zombies going to the other planets. Similar to the comic book where they eat yeah. Galactus and then start traveling to other planets. Mm-hmm. I wanted now they have the Thanos and the Infinity Stones, they can just zap themselves there. So I want to see like a half Captain America kind of floating, kind of crawling and yeah. kind of going through. It'd be great. That would be it's pretty like, cool. This will all, all this is going to be if we get to see it again, it is going to be the fun aspect of this, and I think if you, if they really wanted to, they have two choices. They can go down the the Marvel zombie hunting kind of the zombie hunter kind of Spider Man, and he's trying to cure the world, and they can do the heroes aspect, or they can go the dark route, and you can have the Thanos and all the other zombies who are still alive kind of continue on and go in search of food yeah. and you can have them kind of retaining, not just they get some of them getting smarter as they eat more.
4: Absolutely. That's a really good point, Chris. Uh, just, uh, just a couple of notes, I suppose about the comic version and notes connected to the episode. It is really interesting. The reason why Robert Kirkman, who wrote walking dead and wrote invincible, the whole reason why he took on ma- the Marvel universe of zombies as something to write was because he was told effectively, you don't have to follow the survivors. That's the yep. standard, normal thing to do. That's what all the movies have always done. That's what Walking Dead did for its entire run. So he was told, if you come over to the Marvel uh, comics and write Marvel Zombies, you can actually focus on the zombies and just follow them eating their food, which is basically what he did for his. I think he did two runs of uh, it, but that's basically what he did. He just followed yep. them eating and what and, and the impact on the zombies themselves. So uh, if they are to do another, what if Zombies two? In season two, potentially, something like that. I'd love if they continued that, if they followed the zombies, rather than following a plucky group of survivors versus the zombies, because that is pretty much the standard.
0: Exactly, and they've done dark now, like, and they've shown that dark can work, <laughs> yeah. because last week's episode was dark
4: and spectacular. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think it has to be dark, though. I think it could still be a lot of fun cuz oh, oh, the sorry. zombies comics are lots of fun yeah. even though you're following the zombies killing all of your friends and family of the comics, you know. <laughs> sorry, by
0: dark I mean that, but like mm. compared to other MCU properties, let's call them that. They they they, they are more dark darkly themed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because it is it is death humor, dead humor if you will. It's almost evil dead humor. Yeah. Following the deadites
4: kind of. Yeah, kind um, of. Uh, one final note. I'm sorry, just one final note about the comics uh, that I that I have. Just thought it was interesting. The introduction of um, Marvel Zombies in the comics in uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four is effectively a comic book featuring the Fantastic Four um, who are brought over to another universe, which has Magneto sitting over there on the other side, and he's the last living hero, last yep. living parent person. So you have Magneto on one side, Fantastic Four on the other, and obviously. Neither of those characters, MCU characters, just yet. So yes. uh, they could have taken the opportunity if they are just translating it from comics to uh, to screen. They could have taken the opportunity here to introduce X Men or Fantastic Four. Oh my god, didn't. can
0: you imagine? But like, also, like they in the comic books, they you have Magneto using the shield to decapitate or at least cut off half of Cap's uh, skull. Uh, and it, he it constantly kind of keeps falling off. So he keeps putting, having to put it back on like a hat. It's really funny. <laughs> or at
3: least the brains. Uh, back yeah. In, yeah. Right,
0: yes. Uh, yes.
3: And just uh, a final note from me as well. It is, um, I think it's the first time in this episode where the watcher is not silhouette. We, we do get to see, uh, him right at the start, um, looming over, um, over New York there and certainly, um, having that, um, That you know, they're really taking the look of Jeffrey Wright there, who Mm -hmm. is the voice of the Watcher, but it's no longer in silhouette. So again, kind of just another hint of him becoming more present in this universe, um, as we've seen over the course of
4: of, uh, these episodes so far. Mm, That's a really good point. Yeah, forgot to mention that as well. Yeah, Um, yeah, really interesting to see uh, the Watcher looking over. Mm.
0: He's getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah each episode we're seeing him more like he strangely didn't talk more towards the end in, in this one but just if if it had kind of continued uh in base of like him kind of starting to interact mm. like getting closer to interact
4: i think he probably knew not to not to interact too much with the people with the zombie virus he's like right Grand, i'll just leave it here <laughs> from a distance not getting close to the bitey marks uh or bitey yes. teeth
0: yep Yes, no, definitely. But, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fellow defenders, we are at the end of our What If. So, uh, we've gone through our notes. So, first up, do you defend this episode of What If? Derek! Do
4: you know, I was probably more excited for this episode than any of the rest of them because I love Marvel Zombies and I love Zombies overall. I'm a, a massive fan of Zombies. Uh, I think overall they accomplished a fun half-hour episode uh, of the show. Um, Not the best Um of the show and they the bar has been quite high for each of the episodes so i don't want to say the worst either because i really enjoyed it it's it, it was a really fun episode i enjoyed it more the second time as well because i didn't have the same expectation i had uh on it the first time i watched um so this is a fun one i think i'll go back and watch it again in the future no no issues with that um so uh but yes not not the best of the series but i did enjoy it happy stuff john
3: yeah, I definitely defend this. Um, I'd give it three and a half brains out of five. Um, yeah, I I thought this was a really good, fun episode. Um, I, I like with the Marvel zombies just that there's the, uh, the irreverence. You know, Falcon split in two by Akoya. Uh, you have uh, Steve sliced in half by his own shield uh, by his best friend. Uh, there's a real irreverence that you'd never get in in the movies um in in, in that sense certainly not just the standard MCU certainly movies. violence uh, and and the, the violence as well, I think, you know, real nice horror violence here, but it, it's to that zombie land of having a, a dark comedic side to it as well. And I really, really like that uh, a lot. I love the use of, um, so sort of just the pin particles with, mm-hmm. um, with Hope and with Hank. Uh, i thought that was just a real nice touch really uh, imaginative i love little hank just taking that that little love bite uh, on uh, Cap- uh on captain rogers on captain america's um back of his neck um i loved all of that i think there's some things that you just kind of going, okay don't get it but it's zombies in, in in a universe so i think it's that's fine you know uh, try not to sort of logic it uh, out of existence. The, uh, I just really um thought that, you know, the cloak uh with uh, Scott Lang's head was classic and uh around Spider Man was, like yeah. was really good uh as well. And yeah, it's just it was a real nice fun episode. So I absolutely defend this episode with three and a half brains out of five. Excellent. Christoph. Do you defend this episode of Marvel's What If?
0: I do. Um, very much. Uh, I'm more with Derek um, on in this, in that I had huge expectations. Um, they were met somewhat. I had questions on a lot of it. And again, comic books, comic book movies. I just need to suspend belief, really, um, because it's comic books and there's comic book movies and comic book TV shows. Um, I think in... Five years time when we get what if season five and it's uh Deadpool in Marvel Zombies, there's going to be even more and they can lean into the craziness and the, the zaniness of a lot of it. Um, but it was a fun romp. Like, on my second view, I, it's similar to you, Derek, I, on my second viewing, I enjoyed it even more. And I think, when I do a rewatch at some point when I'm sick in bed, having a bit of a cold, and I'm watching back to back, what if rerun, I'll enjoy it again. And I think that's kind of the key thing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are at the end of this, and I can only mean one thing. Brains, I mean beer. So we're going to the pub for our pub quiz
3: yes uh fellow defenders fellow quizzers come and join us at the winchester i think for the pub <laughs> quiz this time <laughs> where we're going to have a few pints <laughs> and allow all this to blow over uh whilst the marvel zombies nibble away on one another mm-hmm. as we delve and nibble into our pork scratchings and <laughs> um, this time yes a nice warm bitter uh Dare I say it? And possibly a baby sham just to keep the, the British pub alive. Oh, um, not some pims
4: to celebrate. Uh, well, we
3: could have some Hank Pims. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be good. Um, with a, I guess, cause it looks bloody, I guess. Pims, isn't it? It's red. Well, maybe I'm thinking Vimto. Anyway, let us get on right, with the a pub quiz, quiz question. question. Yeah. So this is question five. And what job does a think? happy hogan has Mm. just to repeat that what job does okoye think happy hogan has in this week's episode of marvel's what if answers slew to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com and again you'll be in with a chance to get some goodies some um funko pops marvel what if Mm. funko pops at the end of this series yeah. of Marvel's What If? And when-
4: as, yeah, and as Chris said, they're getting better and better every week as the episodes go on. I know, the exactly. Is getting better and better. Yeah, send in your uh, your thoughts on the answers to each of the questions to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. Thanks, John. Um, that, that, that's a fun question for this week. Yes, it is.
0: But we must leave the pub. And what's that I hear? Oh no, John has been eaten and he is away. Ah! Arg. We need to lose him now. So, because he's turning into what I
3: must run voice. off and chop my arm off so that the the virus doesn't spread throughout my body, and then I come
4: back to to nibble on Derek. Okay, cool. I'm locking the door of the podcast room. Uh, John, hopefully, we'll see you back uh, for episode six of What If. Absolutely, yes. certainly will. Okay. Well, and... that's
0: if he's not any more brain dead than
3: he already is. <laughs> oh, sting. sting! All right, yeah. sting and it, burn. But, yes, thanks so much, fellow defenders and fellow zombies. Um, I will say bye and adieu to you, uh, and I'll see you for
4: episode six of Marvel's What
3: If. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: All
4: right, Chris, John's gone. Time to rewind a little bit to last week um, for some feedback and some feedback about this episode.
0: Yes. First up, we have an email. Because, you know, you can do that by sending an email to feedback at com. First up, it's a quick note from Steve Brown on last week's question about why did Hank kill Thor when he wasn't on the Avengers initiative list? So Steve had this to say. They kind of yadda yadda Thor's death. Fury asked Hank why he killed Thor. And Hank says that, that Fury would have recruited him or convinced him to join something like that. There you go. There we go. (laughs) Doubt if that's exactly it. We all forgot it because it was kind of yadda yadda.
4: And basically Fury had the same question. Why did you kill him again? (laughs) Excellent. Thanks, Steve. Uh, We also got an email from Jerry who says, Hey guys, first and foremost, I want to thank Robert Kirkman for creating Marvel Zombies comic book. This was a great episode. In the spirit of the comic, What If? The craziness was wonderful. The animation is top notch as always. Voice casting incredible. Spider-Man actor was spot on. That ending, zombie Thanos. I want a zombie Thanos toy now. Just rewatched the episode. Um, How would Thanos have got the Time Stone? He has no interaction with Doctor Strange. The Black Order that was sent to New York are attacked and become zombies, says Jerry. Um, Jerry, I think we, we mentioned it in the episode here uh, in, in our earlier discussion. I think it's that there is no resistance now to Thanos getting the Stone uh, because Doctor Strange has been taken out. Um, so... I think that that's where he got the time down. And as you mentioned, Mark Miller actually created the Marvel zombies, but Robert Kirkman is much more well-known because he did the series after that initial appearance um, and did a great job with it as well. Great fun.
0: Yeah, no, no, exactly. He walked up and plucked it from the ground. Thanks for that, Jerry. We also have an email from coffee and vodka who said, greeting dead eye defenders. Oh, I love the evil dead reference. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a mildly diverse one. The animation, writing, and voice acting were spot on as usual. I'm sure the episode played great homage to one or more classic events in the genre, but I couldn't tell you which, as the only undead property I ever enjoyed has been the Evil Dead franchise. This due to the Deadites being used mostly for comic relief. Mm -hmm. Personal taste, as usual, has its place. If you can believe it, there are those who didn't like the third Thor film, for example. Like Uh me. Yeah, we know some of those people, Coffee and Vodka. We do, Derek. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Coffee and Vodka went on to say, I'm sure this episode is going to be the favourite of many. For me, however, stories about the undead usually devolve immediately into creepy yet silly games of hide-and-seek and or tag. This one, despite the otherwise fantastic production value, was no different. The cause of the event felt flimsy, The episode itself seemed more of a setup of something to come, undead Thanos, then despite the sacrifice of the heroes, something that happened. Mm -hmm. Big Rogue One vibes. Mm. Still, it was good to see this level of horror, semi-gore and violence being allowed by the Mouse House. And of course, the second appearance of Chadwick Boseman. Two jocular Ant-Man heads out of five. Take care and peace. Coffee and vodka. Interesting. Thanks, coffee and vodka. Yeah, no, I see what you mean about the Rogue One vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody Dies choice. is
4: basically the Rogue One vibes, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, your choice in Evil Dead franchise, it's still a good choice. It's definitely a good choice. Absolutely. And I think Especially right. if you
4: include Ash vs. Evil Dead, the TV show, oh. uh, all of all of it together. Watch the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. I have to go back and finish the last couple of episodes on that one. Oh, you? Chris. Oh, God. There's too much
4: good content. Yeah, but that's been out for two years. Go watch it.
0: I will, they I'll, I'll, have time. I'll on. let
4: you off the podcast for um, All
0: right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh, to close out on the kind of feedback from Coffee and Vodka, I have to actually say, you're right, that the semi-gore from the Mouse House is the fun part now. That the Mouse House own everything, and seeing a Hope Van Dyne explode from inside Sharon Carter mm-hmm. is something probably we did. It does play homage to that whole thing uh, Ant-Man and Thanos' uh, bum kind of piece that we heard back absolutely. during uh, Infinity War.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I do see what you mean, Kofiavaka, this this devolution within the zombie genre that it's always hide-and-seek, it's always people hiding from the zombies. And, you know, to, to stress the point, that is exactly why Robert Kirkman didn't want to do Marvel zombies. But... If you're going to do it for TV, maybe for people that aren't fans fans of the zombie genre, you probably do hit that trope once, uh, which they've done in this episode. But I, I totally get it. if that's not your genre, I could I could see why you wouldn't like it. Uh, but thanks so much for sending your thoughts. Um, up next, we have an email in from Victor Von Doom. He says, "Greetings, Derek, John, Chris, and fellow defenders. Now that's a true horror show. George A. Romero and Robert Kirkman would be proud of this production. The animation reminds me of the artwork in Tomb of Dracula and other Marvel horror comics." the cape battle and kirk were welcome comic relief even the watcher wants no part of this story i would like to have seen a zombie thanos versus wanda battle in full i look forward to your podcasts and defenders feedback on this episode and the rest of the series excelsior victor von doom i really like that thought of the the artwork like tomb of dracula i remember reading those comics when i was a kid very cool
0: yeah they were fun um yeah, if anyone has a chance, go back and read them. I'm pretty sure they're probably on Marvel Unlimited at this point.
4: I think so. I think so. <laughs> at least on on Comicsology, you can pick up a collected edition. Yeah. there the, the horror side of Marvel was always a lot of fun because uh, it was so different from the main side. But I, I totally get you, Victor. The zombie battle between Zombie Thanos and Zombie Wanda would also be a lot of fun too, wouldn't it? It would be.
0: No, I, and I think who knows? We may get it in the future. I never know. We may. Thank you for all that. Email feedback, it's time to head on over to the Gerard book, the Facebook, for some feedback. First up, we have some feedback from Heather Wallace, who said, What if drops at 5pm here in Canberra, Australia, and I usually watch it as soon as it's on. But tonight, I realised I needed some groceries, and if I waited until after the zombie episode, I'd be walking in the dark. No way. So i watched watch it a bit later, under blankets, just in case. It wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, but it was very entertaining. I loved Spidey's introductory video. It mirrored the style of his recording the Avengers fight in Berlin, and the captions were on point. Mm -hmm. I'm very impressed Kurt was right about Baba Yaga. There really was a witch lurking nearby. I'm starting to think the biggest dangers to existence are Vision and Wanda's relationship and Hank Pym doing anything.
4: Mm -hmm, Not wrong. Uh, No, not really
0: at all. Spider-Man was wrong about one thing, though. He and Scott aren't the last Avengers. Since this took place at the same time as Infinity War, Thor would still have been rescued by the Guardians of the Galaxy and would be around somewhere. This episode was very enjoyable. Mix of creepiness, fun lines, twists, and heart. Hearing T'Challa say, Death is not the end has so much more meaning now. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode, Heather. Thank you so much, Heather. Forgot about Thor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, will he get his eye? We will have to find out. I know what
4: you mean. Yeah, Thor possibly still alive, uh, possibly saved by the Guardians. But remember, um, Bruce Banner does not know that, and he's the only person that's returned to Earth. So, uh, so in the minds of Peter, uh, I think all the Avengers are gone. I think is where we where we are. Right. Yes. Yeah. Thanks so much, Heather. Yeah, really good to hear your thoughts as well. Um, let's head on over to some more feedback from Facebook. We got some feedback in from Ray, uh, who says. What is it with zombie stories that just sucked me straight into that world? Another fine episode from What If, with a spin on the zombie apocalypse, seeing the likes of Happy, Hope, Sharon and Okoye fall victim to the zombies packed a punch, and I could just feel that hopelessness of the situation. I loved how Wasp got a big part in this. Well, the entire Ant-Man and Wasp en- ensemble. And again, it was great to hear Chadwick in one of his final roles. It's been a while since I read them, but I do think having Black Panther, a prisoner to be fed to the zombies, was somehow a reference to the actual Marvel Zombies comics. I could be wrong. All in all, an awesome episode, and I have to say each and every What If episode has been a resounding success for me. Thanks, Ray. I think you mentioned that earlier on, Chris, about the uh, the yep. reference to the comics.
0: You have a good memory, Ray. Well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also have some feedback from Michael Booth, who said, For a zombie theme... This one was pretty lighthearted despite the brutal deaths of so many favourite characters. Mm. Moment to moment it had great character beats and there were heaps of notable callback lines to other movies, but I thought the storyline itself was pretty weak. I don't understand why the Zomvengers were such a threat. I like that the Zomvengers, we should have used that. We
4: should have, yeah. Well done, (laughs) Michael.
0: Well done, Mike. He goes on to say, Iron Man and Doctor Strange were eaten by an ant swarm in a few seconds flat, and Cap and Hawkeye were dispatched with minimal efforts. Uh Falcon caused a bit of trouble, but died pretty easy. The remaining team could have taken these guys out ages ago. Also, what made Vision change his mind? He went from murder bot to apologist very quickly with barely any argument from the others. He went straight from, I must look after her and feed her to, oh, what have I done? (laughs) Maybe it's another example of T'Challa, Thanos turning the silver tongue from episode two. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, but it didn't have the same punch as the last four have had in the story department. But to be fair, who watches Zombie Apocalypse movies for the plot anyway? Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. A for Avengers should have got that. Yeah. Agree on the uh, vision, we already called that out. I think just the overall murder bot to apologists. Yeah, it, it didn't, it, it was, we were in a 30 minute show, like, if it had been a 60 minute, you could have had an extra two, three minutes where he talks, 40 minutes, where or four minutes, five minutes where he talks it through and they talk him through and mm. etc. But yeah, it was just a quick change.
4: Yes, it it was time. really quick. But I do wonder if, if it's a logic thing, he kind of goes, I'm doing this. It's the logical thing to do, explains it to them. They say, no, it's not. And he goes, well, okay, now that I've reassessed that logic. (laughs) Maybe it's just as simple as that. Uh, Thanks so much, Michael. Uh, Matthew Randall also sent some feedback. He says, this was the one I was most looking forward to. I'm a big fan of the comics and I can't decide whether I'm disappointed or not. The one legged Black Panther was great. I wish there'd been some more comic stuff like a legless Iron Man. One of my favorite things about Marvel zombies compared to most zombie media is that the dead retain their personalities. There was a little of that with Wanda going over to Vision's corpse, but, I don't know, it mainly fo- followed the survivors, which isn't my favourite thing to do. Maybe it made a bit more accessible, though, for everybody else. They could definitely do a whole show of this on its own, though, if it got a good reaction. Oh, the Vision Wanda stuff was great. I definitely perked up at that stuff. Not as big of a cliffhanger ending as all the rest of them, but I guess they're in keeping with the uh, nature premise of the show. Thanks, Matthew.
0: Yes, thank you, Matthew. Uh, yeah, no... Uh... Yeah, the, zom- the, the Vision Wanda stuff was great. The Cliff Hour ending, yeah, we're not going to get much more from it. It It's mm-hmm. a zombie apocalypse. Like, they, they don't need to do much more.
4: But it is Thanos right there, easily yeah. able to have all five of the stones. And he should have the ability to use them. As you say, Matthew, in the comic books, the the zombie characters are able to keep much more of their personality. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see it back and see what zombie Thanos does to the universe. <laughs>
0: Yes, thank you so much. Uh, we have some feedback from Donald Dennis, who said, Here are some of my observations. Hank Pym is responsible for everything bad. They are awfully spry for the dead. Mm-hmm. No complaint. The opening scene does a good job of showing what we can expect from some of the zombies. Strangely, they didn't seem interested in eating brains, just spreading the infection. Mm-hmm. I know it was a trope, but splitting up was moronic. There didn't even seem to be a legit reason, and the stories were so short they could have filled it with something better. Where was the Peter Tingle? It seems pretty relevant to this story. If the zombies were smart enough to be doing all the stuff they were doing, why did Hawkeye lick his arrowheads?
4: Ooh, interesting.
0: Did not think about that one, actually. Yes. Sharon should have screamed out a warning instead of screaming in panic, Happy was turned into a zombie like half a second. Hope lasted way longer. Nobody told Scott that Hope died outside the fences, but he certainly didn't seem that surprised when she stood up and grabbed them. Uh Easily my least favorite of the episode so far. Not saying it was bad, but it was a bit of a letdown compared to the others. My biggest problem was the extreme difference between tone and situation. Normally I like the MCU stuff because it doesn't go all grim dark for every minor thing. However, this gave me a bit of a with whiplash. I'll watch it again this evening and we'll see if it changes my opinion, but my first watch was a solid meh. On rewatch, I liked it better, but I think it would have been much better without Scott Lang.
4: Interesting. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Donald. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. I like Scotland. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm glad you liked it better on rewatch. I think all of us did. I think we, all of us found it. The second, third viewing, it gets better and better. <clears throat> I personally love Scotland.
4: Lang. Aww. It's the humor, I guess. Uh, you know, it, once you've heard those dad jokes and you've heard them for most of your life, <laughs> when you hear uh, ho- uh, when you hear Scott Lang telling them uh, again and again, maybe that's what's, what's not hitting with you. Interesting question about the Peter Tingle. I think there is a moment we see him swinging through uh, through the city and he avoids being eaten. He just passes by a zombie. I think you do see a moment but that, but it doesn't factor in quite significantly in here. We don't have any moment where uh, Peter is able to detect that zombies are coming by. Um, so that would have been really useful, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, Yeah. yes, the Peter Tingle, or as I'm known as just Mm Spider-Sense, but they can't call it that.
4: Well, they don't, anyway. (laughs) They should. (laughs) Excellent. Thanks so much, Donald. Greg Schwamm says, I loved this episode. Who would have thought that the lighthearted episode after the super dark Doctor Strange episode would be the zombies one? And more shocking, it was actually funny and had more comedic moments than any of the other episodes. However, this one is the show where I missed an original voice the most, i.e. Tom Holland as Spider-Man. He had such a huge role in this episode, and while Hudson Thames did a reasonable facsimile of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, some of the catches in Peter's voice that Tom Holland nails just weren't there. The cast was amazing, story was classic, and this is one I'll be able to watch over and over, even if... Zomnos gets the Mind Stone and Devera Scott Lang's disembodied head. (laughs) Zomnos? Zomnos. Instead of
0: Thanos? Yes. Okay. You could have gone Thanzon. Nope. Thanos? No, because Zanos. Zanos. There you go. That's easier. Zanos.
4: (laughs) It has to have the Zom, doesn't it, to get that.
0: (laughs) Zomnos. Anyway, it gets difficult. Thanks, Greg. We also have feedback from Richard Blaze, who went, Wow. How the hell did they get away with showing a horrific zombie apocalypse while simultaneously not showing a horrific zombie apocalypse? There you go. <laughs> this was the, an absolute belter. So many good set pieces and generic zombie nonsense. Finally, we have a zombies being called out as zombies mm-hmm. and love that immediately shoot them in the head is given away to deal with them. Hulk versus Scarlet Witch was Alfie's personal favorite. My only grumble again... It's too short. I could spend hours, no days, actually weeks, watching stories in this universe. So desperately want to see how the virus spread across everyone and more of the vision feeding people to Wanda.
4: (laughs) I love it, Richard.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Rich. And yeah, no, you basically want to see the Hannibal, uh, the Hannibal episode of the Marvel Zombies, where it's just vision like cutting people up and feeding
4: wonder <laughs> yeah I guess so. I, I, I kind of yeah I, I guess I would watch Marvel Zombies if it ran as long as The Walking Dead I would watch that I think it'd be great fun uh, the only challenge with Marvel Zombies always in the comic books is they're usually about a four to six issue run uh, is usually how they, how they come out and usually within the first issue everybody's already turned over to being a zombie it's, it, it goes so fast in this universe as we said here two weeks the entire planet's covered uh, but I could definitely watch more of it <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Uh, Joe Stemley says, this was another episode that wasn't my cup of tea and that's fine. I'm glad I just enjoyed it. This was my second most acti- anticipated episode after T'Challa Star-Lord, but the story didn't live up, live up to my hype and maybe that's on me. I found that the two episodes I didn't like didn't have the tightest writing in my opinion. How did Thanos get the time stone when it, was, when it had an unbreakable protection spell? And my bigger question is how does someone with the reality, space, time, soul and power stones get bitten by a zombie? So timestone, we think, possibly left on the sidewalk after the death of uh of Doctor Strange, uh zombie. Um as for how did Thanos get bitten, you're right. He is massively powerful. He did get killed in the in the movies, though. He, he's not completely invulnerable just because he has the stones. He has to use them. Um, but I think it is just more about that final image of, oh, no, Thanos is here. He's got the stones and he's a zombie. I think it's just the fun of having that. There's lots of comedy in this episode. So I think just having the fun of it, I'm, I'm not sure whether you're supposed to question how it happened. I think you're just supposed to go, wow, it happened. Because it's inevitable that everybody's going to become a zombie in this universe. Yep. Pretty much. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Uh, we also have feedback from Jamie Lawton,
0: who went, I like that in the orientation video presented by Peter. there was a zombie on a lolly stick. Reminded me of the production company, I Dent, at the end of Buffy and Angel TV episodes, which were you know, created and written by Josh Whedon. There you go. Yep. That's why we've been going, grr, arr. Exactly, exactly.
4: Anyway, are. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. Uh, Dad Lee says, a bit late to the party here. Definitely my least favourite episode, but the one I was looking forward to the most for me. The humour just failed to land, and I didn't enjoy the writing at all.
0: I'm um, sorry about that, Dan. Good thing is, though, next Wednesday, you've got another one.
4: Mm-hmm. And we have yeah, no idea he's... what's coming in that one. <laughs> no.
0: We pretty much know all of them now. Like, we've seen pretty much all of them. I think the only one that we've yet to see is where there is the, uh, Gamora and a few others in it's on, back in New York and spins around instead of what we would have got in the original Avengers where we have them all standing there. We have the, uh, the other ones there.
4: Uh, okay, I, I didn't remember that at all. I was just thinking of the Killmonger episode, uh, which is... which. We oh, my is God,
0: the Killmonger. That's the only two we know, then. There that's you. literally it. Okay. Four more to go.
4: Uh, we know that we have those two, but that's potentially... Those two are potentially in the same episode. We have no idea what's going to happen. Um, exactly. But hopefully uh, you'll enjoy that one more, Dan.
0: Yes, hopefully. Final piece of feedback comes from Lara Will Swink, who said, Wow. 30 minutes of What If was better than 120 of Army of the Dead, <laughs> though I wish this was twice as long. It felt like everything happened so quickly. I love the dark twist of Vision turned full on Governor from The Walking Dead and feeding Chala and other survivors to his zombie bride Wanda. Also putting head in tanks just like the old Governor. I thought Peter Parker's perky attitude felt a bit out of place until he explained May's philosophy and kept trying to smile. It was awesome to hear him acknowledge his Uncle Ben and deceased parents. And just like every zombie movie, just when you think there's a glimmer of hope for humanity, it ends on an ominous zinger.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes it does Lara. <laughs> yes it does. Yeah.
0: You're right. Ed, we actually haven't said that. This is the first time they acknowledged Uncle Ben in the MCU and his dead parents. Like he has not called them out directly. That's he, right. They, they, that's, these are the first time he's mentioned both of them which yeah. is good. good reminder. Thank you. I, I can understand some people not liking Peter Parker's perky attitude as you put it. Mm-hmm. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> um but, again, once you hear this explanation of why he's always being the way he is, mm-hmm. it's perfect.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think it's something that Peter Parker always gets criticized for, uh, the character in the comic books as well, because he's always cracking jokes uh, yeah. all the time. And nobody really understands why, but it's just part of his character. So uh, so I like that they have a good explanation for why it's happened here. Um, 30 minutes of What If, better than our 120 minutes of Army of the Dead i probably agree with you there, Lara, as well. Um, that was that was a long movie that missed the point of zombie movies, unfortunately. I was really hoping that was going to live up to the hype of, uh, of yeah. his Day of the Dead um, uh, movie, uh, Zack Snyder's Day of the Dead movie, one of my favourite zombie movies of all time, but just didn't nail it, unfortunately. Yep, you could just also do Army of Darkness. Just mm-hmm. slightly better. Another Evil Dead movie. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Starting our feedback with Evil Dead and ending it with, in, with Evil Dead as well. Uh, let's get onto to some voicemails, though, uh, to close out the thoughts about this episode. First up, Matt Murdock has some feedback on the music for this episode.
2: Ooh. Hello, hello, Matt, from across the pond here, guys. Uh, not my favorite episode. Episode five, the zombie episode. I found the combination of humor... And uh, the seriousness of it all, uh, from for a zombie apocalypse perspective, to be a little weird. But that's just me. I'm sure everybody else loved it. I'm just... I, I When things go in completely different directions, I get messed up. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about was Cartman actually did a lot of direct quoting in this episode. Especially near the beginning. Which I found interesting because she hasn't been doing that a whole lot. In past episodes. But this time around. When uh, Zombie Tony. And gang. Show up. To save Bruce. You hear a direct quote. Of the Avengers theme. The melody. You don't get the chords. The chords are still something else going on underneath. You don't get the harmony. But you do hear the melody. And. And naturally, that sets you up to think that everything is fine, that Tony has come to save the day. However, of course, as soon as he is revealed, and this is at the 334 mark, you hear a literal quote from Cartman using the string line from Psycho Movie, which I just coincidentally talked about the last time I was talking about horror writing and such, and used it as an example in the last feedback that I sent. But this time around, uh, there's no need to imagine it. It's right there. Again, that's in the high strings, right at about the 334 mark when you first see that Tony is a zombie. Like I said, episode was okay, but I'm not going to poo-poo on it for anybody else. did get a little emotional about Hope Van Dyne, which is not something that I expected. So that was good. Anyway, I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I hope everybody really enjoyed it. Take care.
0: Thanks, Matt. Just everything. Every time you do this, this is great. I (laughs) just—it's like having her own personal like uh, jump Baptiste in the corner.
4: Uh, It's great. I I absolutely loved um, those moments throughout the episode. She does use a number of other themes. They even—we do get the Ant Man theme played when when Hope is making her decision to go heroic. We we hear bits of that as well. But it's great to have the pointed out, Matt. Thank you so much for your feedback. I know you didn't enjoy this episode as much, but it may not may not have been your favorite episode of the season. But it's still a pretty good. Uh, time spent, right? It's still a, yes, still a exactly. bit, still bit of a half hour, a bit of fun uh, with your breakfast cereal on a uh, on a Wednesday morning like I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> certainly. Uh, thanks so much, Matt. Hopefully we'll hear from you again uh, towards the end of the rest of the season. Um, our final voicemail comes in
1: from the wonderful Steve Brown. Hello, TV Podcast Industries. This is Steve. And wow, another bonkers episode. Uh, a lot more humor in this one than last week. Uh, but uh, again, Marvel what if zombies uh very simple direct and to the point uh again this is another one's gonna take some multiple watches to wrap my head around i think because man it just uh <laughs> so many images in this one that i i can't get past again incredible animation as i said many times and uh that image at the very end though of uh, zombie thanos just looking for the mind stone Ooh, i wonder uh if this, you know, didn't put to be continued at the end, but I hope that's what they're going to do next week is that we're going to get a continuation of this. And, uh, yeah, just another really, really good episode. And, uh, whew, I can't wait to watch it, uh, again, uh, multiple times and I can't wait to hear everybody talking about this one. All right. Later. Thanks so much Steve I see you see what
4: I mean that lots of uh, Walking Dead fans um, who are who are listeners to our show uh, and are big fans of the zombie genre so and all of them seem to have enjoyed the episode the ones that are Walking Dead fans so uh, so perhaps that's that's part of it uh, liking the zombie genre might, might give you a little bit more um, love for this episode which think
0: yeah exactly and like <laughs> there's, if there was a vampire one if there was a werewolf one mm-hmm. I know if there was a werewolf one every Moon Knight fan would be over and <laughs> Enjoying the hell out of. It. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah. So it's just it, it's it helps, and it, it again it's the sense of humor. It, like the this is the thing. If you didn't enjoy this that's okay mm-hmm. you don't know. You don't need to there is another episode coming
4: and that that's, yeah and that's the fun thing about what if isn't it that's the first time we've ever had that We, we where you can just ignore an episode and move on to the next one if yeah, you yeah like because it's one. not
0: connected off
4: you go it's not connected exactly yeah. thanks so much Steve and thanks to everybody who sent in your feedback for this episode you can email us through feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com you can go over to our facebook page at facebook.com slash tvpodcastindustries or join us in our group on facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcast industries we are available on pretty much every other social channels just look for tv pod industries or tv podcast industries you'll find us there Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast we've got loads of other great stuff coming up uh, for the rest of the season of what What if and for the rest of the year Uh, just subscribe to the podcast at tvpodcastindustries.com one of those things is why the last man which begins
0: another apocalypse Mm -hmm.
4: yeah yeah another apocalypse but Begins next week, um, in the U.S. begins 13th, I think, of, uh, of September on Hulu. Um, we'll be seeing it over here, uh, in, on Disney Plus, on Star and Disney Plus from the 22nd of September. First three episodes will be coming out that day. So we'll be almost immediately caught up with, uh, with the Hulu uh, broadcast. So, uh, so don't worry. We may be releasing a little bit later to begin with, but we'll be very close, uh, to the U.S. release schedule. But i really looking forward to seeing, uh, what people think of Why the Last Man.
0: Yes we are big fans of the comic book here and it has had a bit of a uh an iffy if you will uh, production journey mm. um so fingers crossed it is going to be great we also have the rest of what if and the other Disney Plus shows coming down like Hawkeye and Miss Marvel and everything else under the sun, Mm -hmm. or in this case, the zombie sun.
4: (laughs) Yes, yes, lots and lots of stuff uh, to cover. See the new trailer came out for uh, for uh, Picard season two uh, today. Another show that we covered season one of uh, that looks really interesting. So we should be back for that in February twenty twenty three as well. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. We'll be back next week to chat about What If episode six. Since John's not here, I'll say it. Keep watching, keep listening, and keep defending. Bye. Bye.